but let's say I'm a man for this instance and my woman is refusing to give me back my property when I'm asking for it I don't know what I'll do I don't know what I'll do I was I was saying I might just call the cops I don't know I might just call the cops what you mean like you're not gonna give me my key Bronx me Bronx me Bronx me Bronx me Bronx me Hey, que lo que? Welcome to Bronx Girl at Heart presents Casa Confessions, where young bosses and creatives confess funny and harsh truths about their come up. I'm your host, Alani Santigua. I'm so excited to see you guys again. Did you guys miss me? <laughs> Today, we'll be focused on more pressing topics within pop culture, including Khloe Kardashian blackfishing a TikToker's theory that broke men love BBLs, and DJ Academics' breakdown after being threatened by rapper Saucy Santana. Before we get into all that, though, we'll also be announcing the winner of the Doja Cat, the Scarlet Tour concert giveaway, (laughs) where you'll be able to see Doja Cat at the Barclay Center on Wednesday, November 29th, and Ice Spice will be there as well. So I'm so excited for whoever gets to win this. That will be announced later in this episode. Also, guys, please, please, please follow us on Facebook, Threads, Instagram, X, all under at Casa Confessions Podcast, aside from X, where it's actually at big underscore Lonnie. So yeah, we're on TikTok, Threads, Instagram. Give us a follow, please. And also leave a comment rating anywhere that you listen to us so that you can stay engaged with the podcast. Today's episode, as I said earlier, will be another round of sound offs where we'll get into all of social media's most hot topics in the last couple of weeks. First on the list is Khloe Kardashian blackfishing in her Bratz costume. So I don't know if you guys got to see, but Khloe Kardashian, along with her sister Kim Kardashian and their other famous influencer friends, all dressed up as the Bratz dolls for Halloween. And Khloe's costume in particular received a lot of flack on social media. Khloe was wearing prosthetic lips. Kim was also wearing prosthetic lips and her skin appeared to be tanned a little bit more than usual. Now we know the Kardashians love their spray tans, but Chloe was hitting a little extra hard for this costume and everybody was accusing her of blackfishing. Personally, I don't know. I feel like this is like such a crazy topic. I did feel like as soon as I saw the images, I was like, oh, she's gonna get canceled. Like, I don't know what it is. There's a certain point of the spray tan process um where it's like you know here it's like here's cool here's fun day at the beach black fishing like it's a fine line and I think Chloe crossed that line but I do find it interesting that she's the main one getting called out I don't know why I don't know if she's the one who posted the picture first because Kim was also dressed as a brat doll with the same prosthetic lips um Kim is naturally a little bit more tan than Chloe. Maybe that's why the difference wasn't as obvious to the audience and the people that called this out. I am curious to know what you guys think. Do you guys think this is catfishing? 
not catfishing, black fishing, catfishing, black fishing, same thing. Do you guys think this is black fishing? Um, write a comment below and let me know. I do feel that Chloe was dressed as Yasmin though. I'm not sure, but I did see some comments that she was dressed as Yasmin, which is actually the Latina Bratz doll. So is it black fishing? Is it brown fishing? Who knows? But then it leads into an even deeper conversation where people were saying that Bratz dolls in general are black fishing. Um, Cause all the dolls have a similar aesthetic regardless of their race. And it tends to emphasize in some cases like a more black, black features, maybe it's kind of like exotic features. It's a mix of everything. There are dolls at the end of the day. Um, but I do feel like the point of Bratz as an, as an entity was to represent minorities within the doll industry. So it's definitely interesting the moves that they've been making lately, like especially Bratz having a specific Kylie doll. It's like, were you as a brand really for people of color or was it just like exotic exotifying and fetishizing the aesthetic of it but not really being for people of color i wouldn't be surprised if all of the kardashians have some type of brats brand deal and they just like rolled it out with kylie because now they're dressing as brats and they already saw the flack that kylie got for releasing that doll with brats so this was following that whole craziness that they chose to go ahead and do Bratz as a Halloween costume. I wouldn't be surprised if the Kardashians know or get a feel for the things that will stir up controversy on social media. And all this controversy at the end of the day is like what keeps funding them. It's what keeps funding their empire. It'll probably be a storyline on their TV show. So it's whatever. Like I saw, I saw what she was wearing. I was like, okay, whatever. Like, skip at the end of the day i love when people call these things out though i think there always has to be that group of people that calls everything out because then it kind of allows us to level set as a society like we can't just let everything fly especially by rich people in extreme positions of privilege and power we can't let everything fly so i do think things like this do need to be acknowledged personally personally it's like what I choose to give my energy to like I was just like all right she's a rat stall bye like they want this to go viral people and now I'm talking about it so I guess it worked next is Saucy Santana responding to academics academics is a I believe he's on like twitch he's like a twitch streamer but he talks a lot about this what I'm talking right now a lot of celebrity topics he, you know, he spills the tea, but he does it in a real, like, manly way. And he's also an active commentator on, like, hip-hop and the culture in general. So he got into a war of words with Young Miami from the City Girls. And she responded basically coming at his sexuality. Like, you guys can all look it up. But he responded, like, it's funny how black women and women hang out with gay men but then when they're upset at you as a straight man that's the first insult that they throw at you which some can say he had a valid point but saucy santana jumped in and he did not like the fact that his name was even being thrown into this 
And he said he basically threatened him to fight, but then he was like, and afterwards I'll f you after. So he kind of added a little a little extra in there that set academics over the edge. And that interaction has been going viral all over social media because DJ Academics started literally physically tearing up as he was holding back in his throat a homophobic slur. Like he wanted to throw it out there, but he was like, I can't say it because I'm going to get canceled. Those were his exact words. And I just feel like, oof, I don't know, like saucy. I wonder what's the line? Like, is it okay to? Because he said it in kind of like a violent way. Like, I'm challenging you to fight, but then afterwards, I'm a. You guys got to see what he said. And as someone who. If I was DJ Academics and someone said that to me, I would want to defend myself. But now, you know, in in today's age, in today's world, there's consequences for the words you use. So I can see how in this instant it was weird because it's like one person can use a certain type of words. One person can express themselves in any way they want to, but the other person can't. I don't know. I, I do feel like academics when when you're in a space like that and you are a cultural commentator or a blogger or whatever it is even doing what I'm doing now people are going to get mad at what you have to say and but you do have the right to defend yourself I don't know what do you this is a toss-up because I I mean I love the city girls I love Carisha I don't really follow too much of academics but I definitely know his career has been long-standing and his voice has traveled far and wide. Even Queen Latifah posted on her Insta- Instagram story. She reposted something that um, someone wrote and commented on it as well. So even Queen Latifah is in on the conversation. Ooh. Next, a TikToker at Natalia Taught You revealed her theory that broke men love BBLs. And it's kind of crazy, but this is what the TikToker had to say. I'm going to pull it up for you guys right now. Socioeconomic class actually have to do with the type of man that is attracted to your body and why? Let's figure it out. We have the wealthy class, right? And they typically tend to be attracted to more slender bodies, a physique, a nicer physique, right? The reason I like that is for a couple of reasons. Number one. Um, a lot of their reputations on the line, who, who they're married to, how that person is moving, how that significant other is, how outside people view them, everything comes with reputation when, when, when it comes to being that wealthy, okay? So essentially, they understand the power more of who their significant other is and how they represent them. Then, of course, we get to the biological factors like a woman with a nice physique and she's skinny. You can actually see the structuring of that, the natural way her body would fall in clothes, etc. Right. And it also signals youth to men. We hear it preached all day, every damn day. Right. And actually, this one's going to be hard to accept because when you have a more voluptuous body, it's more overtly sexual. Okay. so basically, the man doesn't really get the privilege of like the classy look or like you act this way publicly, but he knows you in a different way privately. Like that line kind of gets 
blurred and it's not anything that somebody who's naturally built like that has like done wrong it's more so other men can visualize you in a more sexual way a lot easier than they can with somebody that has a petite body all right and that's gonna move us over to four when it comes to this type of man uh you know how there's like uh being hood rich right mm. let's let's let, let's make it that so essentially because this person doesn't have much to show they're gonna make what they do show gaudy and so essentially because that thing is gaudy it's right in front of your face you can't ignore it you can't whatever right so essentially that translates to the type of woman that they are attracted to also has more of that upfront in your face you can't ignore it type of sexuality all right because essentially as they escort you around places socially all that other stuff it's a huge signal from someone else look who i am fucking right now look who i have access to right now just like easy to see and the last reason that the poor man tends to be attracted to uh, a more voluptuous overtly sexual body one he's not doing much else with his free time when he's outside work that's the only way he's making money that's not tends to be the only way he's applying himself so basically with his free time he, he he's gonna want to have sex bam okay second reason the woman is doing um very much like domestic work in the home right that's a strong contribution of hers because he can't afford any type of assistance even when it comes down to like eating out a certain amount etc so for her when he sees her outside of that there's not much that that woman is expected to offer him as far as like uplifting him or moving him to another level they are in survival mode literally i want you to understand that okay so because they are in survival mode the woman basically is offering sex and domestic work to him okay so essentially the more sexual she looks the more appealing how do you guys feel about what at natalia taught you had to say i don't i don't like to hear it like i don't like to hear that a thicker body a woman with a bbl is overtly sexual i just don't like to hear it but i don't know i'm sure her theory is backed up by something it's no secret that the wealthy class and people that um are not typically frequenting urban areas love a slender aesthetic that that's usually what they go for the pilates girlies all that and then poor men poor communities we do typically like flashy things which is kind of what she was leading to like flashy gaudy things so that means that everything that we do have um i'm like including myself i'm like i mean in this in this instance, I'm definitely more poor than rich, so shit, I'm standing with the poor folk. But yes, like, we tend to appreciate, like, the things that we do have. Like, the little bit that we do have, we want to show that off because it's not much. So it makes sense that for a man, a lot of times for a man, a woman is part of the things that add to their value. It's their, their jewelry, the things they own, and the woman that they have in their arm. So if you're going to have a woman and you want to prove yourself in your community, you want to show that you got the baddest one. And right now, the aesthetic in urban poor communities is a curvy shape. So yeah, you're going to send your girl to DR to get that $7,000 BBL. And that's 
what you're going to like. So the reason this TikToker is sharing this theory is because she's telling women, like, if you want to get a BBL and these surgeries, just know that you may be attracting poor men, (laughs) which is not always true because obviously there's rappers that love the BBL girlies. But a lot of those rappers are like hood rich, you know, and then maybe some are really rich, but a lot of times it's new money. It's not, it's not long-term investments. It's not a lot of assets. It's new money. It's this cash that they just got from a show that's constantly going in and out. It's something to think about. I don't think women should dictate what we do with our bodies based off of the men that it'll attract. But we know that anything you wear, anything you say, anything you outwardly present about yourself is going to be judged by other people. And people choose to move around you according to how you present yourself. It's the reason why women do so many things. It's the reason why we do makeup, why we do our hair extensions. It literally changes the places and the spaces that we can thrive in. So yeah, that's the reason why people in exotic clubs, maybe in an exotic club in a urban community, you'll get the big ass, you'll get the big titties because that's what's going to make you thrive there. That's what's going to catch the attention of the scammers, the trappers, the rappers, the people in that environment. But if you want a more upscale maybe a man that travels a lot to European countries, he's going to want that flat ass. He's going to want that skinny girl with the flat ass and the nice, maybe maybe overly done big titties. Maybe that's their vibe. Damn, at Natalia taught you. Like, you, you hurt my feelings, not going to lie. But I don't think I'm included in this BBL gang, but I'm definitely a curvy girl. I haven't gotten a BBL, just to put that out there. Um... But I do think your body shape, even if it is natural, like something that you didn't get surgery for, it does affect the men that are attracted to you. It's an unfortunate truth, ladies. Next topic, Twitch streamer Kai Sanat. (laughs) Kai Sanat, even all over my social media, he did, and I believe it's still, no, he did, a seven-day prison stream with tons of celebrity social media guests. So NLE Chapa was there, Drewski, the comedian, and Krishan Rock. Um, Krishan Rock and NLE Chapa are both artists, but then obviously we know Krishan Rock also for her show on Zeus and her relationship, her former relationship to the biggest crip of them all. Um, You know, we all know. So... I think the seven-day stream, I actually haven't watched it. If you guys have watched it, let me know and let me know how it is. I've watched clips on it on social media. And a lot of people are offended by this stream. They feel like it glorifies men, particularly black men in the prison system. And they also feel like it makes a mockery and a joke out of it and that it's insensitive. Personally, my initial opinion and my initial thought when I saw these streams, I was like, damn, Kai Sanat got money. Like, he created a whole world that people can tune into for seven days on Twitch. Like, I was like, that 
Twitch money must be crazy. And he's even directing and stuff now. He directed A Boogie's recent music video. I'm like, wow, there's a lot of power in social media. There's a lot of power going into the hands of creatives nowadays. So that's what I thought of. And Kai Sanat is also a New York native. Like, it's just lit to see somebody that maybe went to similar schools that you went to, that grew up the way that you grew up, make a way for himself and be like self-owned and self-made. Like this isn't a machine that's building him and pushing him out there. He did it all on his own through the fan base and the community that he grew on Twitch. And he's able to take that and activate that in other spaces. And it seems like he's just now scratching the surface as to what all of his talents are. There's also a funny video of him getting basically told the off by Nicki Minaj in a live, which is mad funny. We hear about men and black men being imprisoned at higher rates at, you know, at rates that are not proportional to the population size in America, which is terrible. So they're aware of this. And I feel like when, when it comes to comedy, there has to be, like, social awareness. And because it came from these people that are aware as to what's happening, I think it's okay for them to make light of it. In a way. To a certain extent. Because, obviously, if they haven't experienced it personally, then they wouldn't know. But I think some of them have. You know, some of them have had their run-ins with the law. And... They're able to make a joke out of it. I'm just like kudos to the creativity and the fact that you're able to make a whole world on a seven day stream and you're able to have so many people tune in and pay you for doing that. Like shout out to Kai Sanat. That's that's a cool thing in my book. Next, we're going to move on to and I don't really typically talk about this man, but we're going to talk about Dr. Umar. Yeah, so If you guys don't know who Dr. Umar is, I'm not going to give a huge bio, but you can see him in a picture somewhere on the screen. Dr. Umar typically gives commentary on matters that affect the black community. So I'm not going to talk too much on him. Um, He's a controversial figure. In a recent conversation, Dr. Umar says that black Americans should not be focused on Palestine and that Black Americans should be focused on the issues that are happening in African countries. And this offended a lot of people because Dr. Umar obviously goes without saying he does not speak for the Black community. And Dr. Umar doesn't understand that there should be solidarity, especially when it comes to genocide and global issues like this. We can definitely walk and chew gum at the same time. I do believe that there should be more media attention to all of the atrocities that are happening in Africa right now, especially what's happening with Congo. We should definitely be praying for Congo. But I also think that everyone should be paying for Pal- uh, praying for Palestine. Like now that we know what's happening and we can see, um, everyone should be praying for Palestine. Everyone should be praying for Israel. And we should all make sure to educate ourselves and make sure that we're making our voices heard and actively taking steps to be on the right side of history. Like in a few years from now, in a decade from now, 
the young kids now are going to grow up and look at us and be like, what did you do? It's really, really important to focus on where your local representatives are putting money into and making your voice heard, reaching out, sending an email to your local representatives and letting them know that this is what you believe in and this is what you urge them to vote for wherever you stand on the issue. But I disagree with Dr. Umar on the fact that anyone should be only focused on specific issues related to their culture. I think that we can walk and chew gum at the same time and we can focus on Palestine, we can focus on Africa, and we can focus on Israel. In unfortunate news, Fatboy SSC is caught in a physical scuffle on camera with his wife in a nail salon. And this video was very insane and had people in the comments torn because some people are saying Fatboy SSC was completely in the wrong and physically assaulted his wife. And some people are saying the wife is in the wrong because she refused to return his property. He was asking for keys in the video that apparently belonged to him or his mother. So I'm curious to know what you guys think. Definitely leave a comment below. But I'm just like, fat boy SSD. I don't appreciate when men are too comfortable physically touching or manhandling a woman. I don't like that. So that's already like an immediate strike against the person for me. I'm like, oh, like, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, let's say if he were to somehow end this relationship with his wife and I would consider it, and I don't know, I was dating him in the future and somehow I had to consider being with him for real, I would be like, mm, that's a little bit of a red flag. Like, I don't like that that video and that look is out there about you. Like... It's kind of like once you know and once you see something like that, do you want to step in there? I don't know. Anything like that, anytime a man is in any way connected to assault or domestic abuse, uh, domestic abuse or insulting a woman publicly, it's never going to be a good look for them. It's it's never you're never going to win in that case as a man at all, unfortunately. Now, on to his wife. She should have given him what he wanted back. She shouldn't have not given him his keys if they were his property. I feel that she should have complied and not been petty because a lot of women take advantage. Maybe they think that he will just leave and, I don't know, let it slide and then come back for it another day. But no, you have to respect people, even if they are your significant other, if they're asking for your property back, you have no right, if they're asking for their property back, you have no right to withhold that from them. Like that point one, like point period blank, like you have no right to withhold it from them. And I feel that that is something that could have diffused that whole situation before he went and grabbed the keys purposely because he asked her for it a few times. And she's like, no, 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 no. And I do feel like if she would have given him the keys, it probably wouldn't have gotten there. However, in the video, she did say like, if you touch me again, you're going to jail. So it does feel like this is something that has happened in this relationship before. It didn't seem like a first time thing. 
therefore I don't know who the original aggressor is in the situation but even when he was she was like if you touch me again you're going to jail he touched her he poked her he knew that she was frustrated so I feel like they were both antagonizing each other <sighs> but then I was thinking in his position like let's say I'm a man or even if I'm a woman but let's say I'm a man for this instance and my woman is refusing to give me back my property when I'm asking for it I don't know what I'll do I don't know what I'll do I was I was saying I might just call the cops I don't know I might just call the cops I might just call the cops because what you mean like you're not gonna give me my key like what am I supposed to do the next that's what I'm saying like either yank it from you it was either him yank it from her or call the cops and if he called the cops, everyone would have said he's a little bitch. Like while you're calling the cops on your wife, they would have they would have said something bad about him. So he yanked the key. I don't know. I don't like any of it. I feel like it's all bad for my spirit. Like I don't like seeing couples in physically violent or like tussles. I don't like seeing that. That's just like brings my spirit down. Can we bring back happy homes? <laughs> Can we bring back no domestic violence? Can we bring back like just not this glorification of toxic shit? Because that's the real issue. We're going to keep seeing toxic demonstrations like this and it's almost going to become normalized and it has become normalized. Because look, even Krishan Rock and Blueface, who I, I mentioned Krishan earlier, they were on, a, they had a whole show together on Zeus about this toxic shit show. Like, people love to see this. And the more we love to see it, the more we talk about these things, the more we feel it, it's almost going to become normalized. Like, it's going to reach a point where we're not concerned about it anymore. We're going to be like, uh, Another husband yanking yanking something from his wife, regular, next story. And I don't feel like this behavior should be normalized at all. <sighs> Kourtney Kardashian's 11-year-old daughter, Penelope, is triggered by Tristan Thompson. And this was like another clip that was going around where the Kardashians in their series, the Kardashians, they were all together in someone's house and Tristan was there. Courtney then calls Penelope from the couch that she was sitting on just to check in with her. Like, are you okay? And then she explains to the camera that Penelope is triggered by, well, she conveys to the camera that Penelope is sometimes bothered by Tristan. And she says that she thinks Penelope gets it from her because she was triggered by him at one point and is triggered by him sometimes and expresses that sentiment to her daughter. I feel that Courtney should probably do a better job at not expressing her negative sentiments towards Tristan to her daughter Penelope because ultimately, I mean, uh, things like that, kids a lot of times at that age 11 years old kids don't really have nuance so kids aren't able to think like he did a really bad thing to my aunt in this case Penelope Chloe is Penelope's aunt Penelope's not able to think he did a really bad thing to my aunt 
but he can still be a really good dad to True and I still can enjoy being around him and respect him as an adult. Like they're not able to have that nuance. It's like, you did this to my aunt. You did this multiple times to my aunt. Like that's it. We gonna have beef forever. And I get it. I remember being a kid and, and thinking like that. Like when I would hear that a man did something to someone I, I know, like a woman that I know, I would feel so upset and I would feel so angry. And I was not able to be comfortable to that and around that man because as kids, like we kind of see like innocent and villain. <laughs> like there's really no gray area in between. And I can see why Penelope would feel so protective of her aunt and just feel frustrated around him, especially if she's seeing her mom express those feelings. That's why I was saying that Courtney should probably be a little bit more cautious as to how she expresses her feelings about Tristan to Penelope, because that can kind of fog her view as a young girl. And if they're choosing, they're purposely having Tristan around. It's not like the whole family has exiled him. Like, no, they're having him there. He's carpooling with them. He's at the parties with them. So if they're having him around, then all Penelope needs to know is that he's there. He's an uncle to her. He's he's the father to her cousin, True. And that's all she really needed to know. I guess maybe they didn't want to brush it under the rug and they wanted everyone to know that Tristan was being held accountable for his actions. However, I don't know, maybe that's something that Penelope should have found out later on in life when she's able to contextualize things a bit better. And something that has also been called out is that Penelope and Courtney and all of them like shouldn't have the right to feel triggered by Tristan when they have Scott, another triggerer in the household. So Scott, if you guys don't know, was in a very long relationship for 10 plus years with Courtney. They share their kids together. Um, they share Mason and Penelope and Rain. They have three beautiful kids together. And Scott was not father of the year in the beginning. This was all showcased in their reality show, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Scott dealt with issues with alcoholism and drug misuse. Um, so Scott is not, you know, father of the year. He wasn't partner of the year. But now all of a sudden, Courtney is triggered by Tristan and Penelope is triggered by Tristan. Like the the op been in your own house. <laughs> it's funny. Penelope is getting a lot of talk and a lot of, I guess, love on social media lately. She also recently called out her father in another viral clip about him dating 20-year-olds. She's like, please, no 20-year-olds. Like, you need someone around your age and you need someone that's going to encourage you to go to the gym. Like, she read Scott Disick for filth. And this goes with what I was saying before in the previous episode when I was talking about North unveiling and uncovering everything in the Kardashian household. I do feel like this new generation of kids that they have, including Penelope, are just unveiling everything and spilling all of the tea. <laughs> now that we're done with the sound off, I want to bring things back to a special announcement. 
Some of you may know that Doja Cat is going on her tour, the Scarlet Tour with Ice Spice as an opening act. And as a treat for our listeners, last episode, I decided to do a giveaway where we will give one lucky winner a ticket to see the show on Wednesday, November 29th. Since then, I've actually updated the prize and I added another ticket so the person who wins will be able to go with a plus one so let me get to the announcement the person who will get to see doja cat and ice spice at the barclay center on november 29th with their loved one is about to be put on the screen now I am so happy for you, and I will be emailing you, reaching out to you with more information, but I can't wait to see all the fun pictures and videos from the event. Please make sure to tag us on all social media where it's posted. I hope you have the best time. And for the rest of you listening who would like to take part in future giveaways and fun opportunities, Please subscribe to Casa Confessions podcast on YouTube and make sure to stay engaged by liking, sharing, commenting, and hitting that notification bell. Oh my God, guys. Like that was super exciting. It was so fun to do a giveaway like that. And I really can't wait to do something like that in the future. And also opportunities for us to connect and meet in person as a community. I'm really excited for all of that. Now we're going to get to our harsh truth portion of the show. And my harsh truth is you, my harsh truth is mind your damn business. (laughs) My harsh truth is mind your damn business. There is too much ratchetness on our screens right now at this point in time. We got Fat Boy SSE ripping keys from his wife's hand. We got Saucy Santana telling academics that he gonna pipe him after <laughs> after fighting him over his sister Carisha. We got crazy things happening left and right. We got Tristan up all fine and dandy with the Kardashians like he didn't just dog Chloe out multiple times. We got Penelope calling him out. We got Scott Disick never ending, his never ending relationships with 20 year olds and girls that are just a little bit too young for him. We got the Kardashians blackfishing and playing in our face, acting like we know, like they know we're going to call them out on it, but they're acting like they don't know. I just feel like mind your business this 2024 now that we're gonna head into the holiday season and eventually head into the new year start putting that in your head like mind the business that pays me and stop focusing on all this bullshit because sometimes I do feel like especially with the with that energy that gets put out with these couples that are super toxic like fat boy SSE and his wife and all the craziness with Krishan and Blueface. Every time we see these things, I think it becomes normalized and we start to adopt that into our own life. So I'm going to say for the rest of this year and for the year that's to come that I'm going to be minding the business that 
pays me. And for this show specifically, the business that <laughs> pays me in this case is talking my shit on all the things that we see on our timelines. But aside from that, if it's not going to add to you, if it's not going to fuel you, like pull back. Like even with that girl, what that girl said, that TikToker, if you want that BBL, go get that BBL. And maybe BBLs attract poor men in both cases, but you're not going to attract a poor man because you're different. You know, just if it doesn't apply, let it fly and keep scrolling, mind your business, focus on the business that pays you and protect your peace. That's the harsh truth that I have for today. I do want to plug again our social medias. So please follow us at Casa Confessions Podcast on Instagram, TikTok. We got a few TikToks going up. We got a few YouTube shorts going up. That's so exciting. Thank you guys for supporting. Please subscribe, follow the podcast. You guys can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Please leave a comment, rating, review. Continue to show what you guys like and what you guys don't like. I love constructive criticism and I can't wait to continue growing and thriving in community with you all. Now, before we head out, I am going to do a song of the pod. Last week, we had a song from For All the Dogs, the album from Drake, and I believe it was Virginia Beach. This week, I been listening to the album a lot not gonna lie I've been listening to Drake to Drake's album for all the dogs for like the last week it's definitely been on repeat while I've been working from home at my day job and I'm not gonna lie like I really like the album he got some bops in there and I think this is fitting for the podcast and for the topics that we spoke about today. So I'm going to play BBL Love. <laughs> but before I play that, I'm going to say uh, until next time for our Facebook viewers and YouTube viewers. And I can't wait to see you guys next time. Shout out to the giveaway winners. Well, the giveaway winner and their plus one. And love you guys. Bye. That pussy open for a real one She call me a baby like I'm still one They say love's like a BBL You won't know if it's real Until you feel one Can I feel it? Can I feel it? Can I feel it? Can I feel one? Nah, Drake did his thing Drake did his thing Alright, see you guys next episode Love everyone, bye